Heart and Soul, the radio show dedicated to all things BDSM. My name is Mistress Elisa. I'm a dominatrix, BDSM counselor, and life coach. Listen, you've got questions, and I've got answers. And I'll be talking to you from my heart and soul. Today we are looking at men who play the victim card. Let me just go ahead and say that this podcast is for two main types of people. It is for men who are on a journey of truth, who actively strive to be givers and not just takers in relationships. Um, men who wish to learn to be active participants in fulfilling relationships. Basically, I'm going to have to be really open and just lay it all on the line for you. Um, because babying you and, you know, patting you on the back and, and giving you excuses, um, for acting in a way that is not healthy, it's not going to help you. So I want men who are listening to understand that this is tough love. If you can stick through this to the end, you will probably find at least one or two answers, one or two things that will help to turn the light bulb on on, and that will help you to progress on your journey. So take what you can If there's something that I say that you can't take, then toss it into the wind. I am not married to my ego. I I feel no need to be right or to save face. With that being said, everything that I'm saying to you, the male listener, it is to help you. This podcast is also for women who find themselves sucked into unhealthy relationships, supporting overaged men who are man boys. You know, they, they come across as really emotional and like they need a savior and you have been appointed that savior. And usually what happens is those people do not have what it takes to sustain relationships. So what they do is they suck you dry and then they discard you like trash. And this is what you will see over and over and over again. So I'm also hoping that this podcast will help women to be more assertive in relationships, that they will uh, learn to trust that that nagging sensation that they feel and and pay attention when an individual's words and actions don't match if a person does not have integrity if you as a woman truly love yourself and that person the the person that you're supposed to be in a relationship with does not have integrity then you need to get the fuck out of there Okay, so that's who this podcast is for. Now, let's define a real victim versus, or or let's define a, a manipulative man who plays the victim card versus a real victim. The interesting thing here is that they don't look too different. The The real difference is in their 
motivations. It's in their intentions. So a real victim is someone who has sincerely been uh, broken by some sort of experience. Someone has done something to them. They did not, they sincerely did not have the mental or physical or emotional wherewithal to save themselves, to help themselves. That is a real victim. A manipulative man who plays the victim card is an individual who refuses to accept his own strength, and so he becomes everyone else's problem. The problems that he generates becomes uh, become someone else's problems. The bullshit and the drama that he generates become someone else's bullshit and drama. The, the anger and the angst and the anxiety and the hatred that he stirs up becomes someone else's problem. And he uses manipulation to keep that person under his control, under his thumb, so that he does not have to suffer in silence. Usually what happens, um, again, is the woman or the other party, because of the work that I do, we're talking mostly about heterosexual relationships, but the woman will just either run dry, she'll go crazy, she'll just have had enough, she has been depleted emotionally, mentally, physically, financially, he loses interest and, you know, he goes on to shape and sold, uh, shape and mold someone else to be fucked over. Okay. So there are real victims out there. But when those victims decide that they don't want to deal with their own shit and they want to make other people responsible for them, they don't want to accept responsibility for themselves. Then that's when you get into manipulative behavior that can be ugly downright fucked up and oftentimes dangerous. Let's look at the first topic. Why do men play the victim card? This um, is complicated, but an oversimplified answer would be something like they have unresolved issues. You know, that is going to be something that you will see in all cases. Unfortunately, the issues vary widely and the manner in which men get triggered, um, by past issues, past hurts and pains, um, those things can also vary widely. And because, um, you know, the older a person gets and the longer, their issues go unchecked, the more they are creating other issues, the more they are um, just digging a deeper hole and that abyss just grows and it sucks them in. And it's really difficult to know where to start. I mean, people can absolutely want to get help, but sincerely not know where to start. Why else do men play the victim card? They play the victim card because they want control. This type of person will use the leverage gained by toying with a woman's emotions to make her do whatever he wants her to do. So that kind of control is absolutely necessary. And if you're acting in a way that 
you know, you're like pimping your love out so that the woman starts to believe something that isn't there. If you're pimping um, out some sort of story or fantasy to the woman to make her behave a certain way, because what you're doing is either directly or indirectly entering into some sort of agreement with her that this is love and this is what you want and you're here for her and that kind of thing. He's, if you don't mean it, then what the person is doing is looking for control. And the only reason that one person would want control over another is usually to that other person's detriment. They don't want control over you so that they can help you. Um, not in, not in a general sense, not in this kind of situation. Why do men play the victim card? Um, they play the victim card because they're cowards. Um, they would rather leech off of other people and use them as crutches rather than mature and use their own strength to overcome life's challenges. Now, when I say coward, I'm not saying it in a way that I'm spitting that word out and trying to attack the, the people who are listening, but I'm using that word because I want you to understand what it is. It is cowardly. It is a cowardly act to go about using another person's life energy to make you feel better about your own shitty situation. If you don't like your shitty situation, then realize it's your life. You, you only get this life one time and you are the one who has to do something with it. By the way, I don't know of anyone who has been just handed uh, a life that is free of challenges. And some of us have stories that suck more than others, but no matter how trying your story is, no matter how painful it is, it does not give one human being the right to go around fucking with other people to make themselves feel better. Why else do men play the victim card? Well, they play the victim card because they do not have what it takes to sustain a relationship. So rather than investing themselves and learning about how to be a healthy participant in a relationship, they take the cheap way out. It's like, oh, watch me cry. Oh, watch me be sad. Oh, watch me talk about all the horrible things that happened in my life um, and feel sorry for me because, you know, um, I'm not going to be able to keep up this this act for too much longer. So I really need to lay it on thick and I really need to um, get in your heart and make you mine so that when I don't feel like keeping up this act, I can be as shitty as I want and I can lord over you the fact that I've had a difficult life. And that's bullshit. Pretty much simply put, that's bullshit. You do not have the right to fuck with other people just because you're hurting. Okay, I also want to say to women, if you encounter a man like this, then just run. Like, don't stop to say goodbye. <laughs> 
don't stop to give answers because the the thing about a manipulator is that they don't like to be left behind. They don't like to know that they didn't win. They don't like to feel like they have lost. And when their prey gets away, they are going to lay it on even thicker. They are going to lay on the sob story even more. Don't explain yourself. Don't say goodbye. If you see someone who is exhibiting these types of behaviors, you really are better off just excusing yourself and um, get the fuck out of there. Realize that this person is not your responsibility. A lot of times women stick around because they want to play savior. That is kind of a beautiful quality about women. Um, not having a God complex necessarily, but just wanting to help, wanting to be a caretaker. That is just something that is inherent in most sane women. Um, so they want to save the man. But listen, um, you can't save someone who is trying to drown you while you save him. And that's the thing about a manipulator is he is trying to drown your ass while you are trying to help him. Just get out of there. The women, two women who are listening, you also have been given one life to live. It is your responsibility to live your life, to be the best that you can be. And also, just don't be tricked by this type of person by putting your life energy into him. He will suck you dry. You know, you'll put your life on hold. You'll put your children, you'll sacrifice the quality of life that your children could have to, to save a drowning man who is not trying to save himself. Let's move on to the next topic. What does it look like when men play the victim card? Well, this is pretty simple. They, you know, they, they can't just start by um, controlling you and manipulating you. So, well, not outwardly, at least. You know, they can't start like that. So usually what they do is they start the manipulation off. When I, when I said manipulation the first time, I meant that kind of, you know, mind fuck game, you know, where they get into your head and just start fucking with you. They're not going to do that in the beginning because those are red flags. What they do is they, they give you the sob story. You know, they tell you about, oh, this happened in life and this person did this to me and woe is me and I'm just doing the best that I can. And, you know, when I, when I got drunk and I, I hit that woman with my car or when I did, when I hit my girlfriend, I was so drunk, I didn't know what I was doing. And, you know, I'm such a victim in every single story. That's, that's what they sell you. Um, they, they sell you the story of what happened when they were kids and there will be illnesses and there will be deaths. There are always illnesses and deaths. Sometimes the stories are true. Sometimes the stories are embellished, but you really have to be careful with those people who give you those sob stories right up front. You know, it, it's not normal to, to try to be so emotional right away. The normal thing to do 
is to get to know a person before you start opening yourself to them. But you'll find with these types of men that the sob stories are laid on thick and right away. So they have to woo the woman first. They also have to make her feel special. You know, they'll make you feel loved and supported and encouraged. They have a way of looking into you and finding out what you want and what you need and giving it to you. So you'll see all of these things during the honeymoon period. The honeymoon period used to be 90 days. Uh, somewhere around 90 days. Now I think it's somewhere around two or three weeks. You know, women just get wooed very easily and very quickly. And uh, most men, no matter how manipulative, no matter how conniving, no matter how dangerous, they can keep up and act for about two weeks. But you will start to see cracks. And please understand that as I'm talking about this topic, I am not talking about the average person who's walking around living their lives. I'm talking about a very specific kind of person. I find that I have to explain things as I go along because people love to argue for the sake of arguing. Um, there's no need to argue for the sake of arguing. It gets no one anywhere. I am here to help. For people who tend to play the victim card so that they can fuck others over, and for people who buy into the victim card so that they don't have to be alone or for whatever reason that they have for being in that pattern, I want both of them to have some, both sides, to have some information that they can use to do better if they so desire. If you don't desire, then you'll probably listen to this podcast and, you know, just argue with me even though I can't hear you. But that's not who this podcast is for. This podcast is for people who want to do better. What does it look like when men play the victim card? Um... With a manipulative man, sensitive details that you share with him will start to be used against you at the most inopportune moments. It may be publicly, it may be privately, but the information that you share with him is all about being used against you to control you and to keep you under his thumb. The next topic, what does it look like when a man plays victim? A manipulator who enjoys playing victim will lay on the tears. He'll come up with those sob stories. He'll come up with the emergencies. You know, he'll have to be gone or there will be strange calls and texts and there will be some number of reasons as to why he's not a person of integrity. There will be a hundred reasons as to why his words don't match his actions and his actions don't match his words. You have to be careful of those things. So you'll get the sob stories, you'll get the emergencies, and you'll get the, the mind fuck. You'll get him using the information that he's found out ab about you and use it against you to basically mind fuck you and control you. What else does it look like when a man plays victim? In the woman's quest to love and support her man, she becomes his puppet. You know, she stops thinking. She stops using common sense. And she becomes 
like a welcome mat for all manner of abuse. And she starts entrusting herself to him completely. Her emotional self, mental self, physical self, her entire being, and even the well-being, her entire well-being, as well as the well-being of her family, could be put into this man's care. And you have to think about this. If he doesn't care enough about himself to get his life together, or if he's not equipped enough to take care of himself, then why are you entrusting your well-being to him? And why are you entrusting the well-being of your family to him? It doesn't make any sense, and it's a dangerous game to play. What does it look like when a man plays victim? Everything is about him. He doesn't respect her boundaries, her wishes, her desires. When she approaches him and she tries to talk about how she feels, um, he takes those words and he uses them against her. Everything isn't about you. You know, he'll play those types of games with her and make her feel bad about speaking her own truth, make her feel bad about saying why she's uncomfortable. And yet, he, he will oftentimes not communicate with her in a healthy way. He won't talk about his feelings or emotions, but he will start to be verbally abusive. He will start to become physically abusive. And I've heard people say things like, oh, well, you know, he didn't do it consistently. And uh, that's a silly ass argument. If he does it once, he will absolutely do it again. It might be three months. It might be three days. It might be a year. He will absolutely do it again. Once a man knows that he can fuck with you emotionally, mentally, physically, and you're going to buy his fucked up excuses, he will keep doing it. And men, if you continue down that path and you're acting in such a way, you need to realize that you're sowing seeds of destruction. And, you know, the end game here, if we just were to cut to the chase, the end game looks like this. I've told this story before. I had a client um, who I called Big Daddy. He was a sweet older man and he used to contact me um, through my online counseling service. When I say client, for those of you who do not know me, there's there's nothing untoward going on. I have a, a counseling and support line and people call that service. So Big Daddy would call me and he would cry and he would tell me his sob story. He would tell me how um, he was, when he started contacting me, he was in his mid-70s, like 74, 75, and he had basically treated women like they were nothing other than sexual toys to him. So he spent decades using women and throwing them away. When he got to the point where his dick didn't work anymore, he wanted relationship and he wanted closeness and connectedness. But he, he didn't really know 
what that meant and he didn't know what it looked like. So even though he wasn't able to get it on physically anymore, that was what he wanted or that's what he would express. So he would ask me questions about, you know, what types of fantasies, because he knew I was a dom, what types of fantasies could he engage in? What types of toys could he get? What types of things could he get so that he could feel good physically, so that he could get off, so that he could find himself some young thing to play with? Um, and by the way, the reason I called him Big Daddy was because he was a Texan and, you know, he had this bigger than life personality and he had the Southern drawl and it, it was just, um, it, it was a sweet guy that I, I grew to care about deeply. However, let's get to the point here. Um, he was a client for a few years. So around the time that I cut him off, uh, and when I say cut him off, I mean, I blocked his ass so he couldn't contact me anymore. And I, I told him he wasn't allowed to um, contact me anymore. He was out of my life. He was not to be in my space, period. Um, I think he was 78 years old at that time. And he had had surgery. And the only person who was alive in his family was his elderly sister. And she had had surgery and she couldn't be there for him. So here he was in his golden years and there was no one there for him. And he was sad and he was lonely and he was afraid and he was facing humanity at its core on his own. He was looking back at a life full of regret. He had never had children because he was too selfish to have them. Uh, and there are many reasons that people won't have kids, but that was his reason. He didn't want children getting in his way. But in his later years, he wanted that loving family to be around him. He wanted someone to care about him in these fragile years of his. But he had spent his entire life shitting on other people, not giving a fuck about anyone else except himself. And it was sad. And he is not the only one like this. Big Daddy ended up saying something to me. Um, he ended up offending me and uh, actually not offending me, but disrespecting me. Because I understand in this line of work that people will say and do things to try to get a rise out of you. But my belief is that if I'm treating you with love and respect and I'm caring for you and I'm trying to feed your soul and you want to turn on me and attack me, then I have no room for you. And so he started to attack me, um, trying to use my line of work against me and belittling and demeaning what I was doing. And so I said goodbye to him. The moral of the story is that that's what it looks like, guys. You may think that it's cute when you're 20, 30, 40, 50, and you're acting like women are nothing more than things to be fucked with, you know, 
um, and that your children can be tossed away like trash and, you know, family means nothing. It might look cute to you when you are younger and healthy and you've got money in your bank account. But what happens when you get old and you deplete your savings? What happens when you get old and your sense of self has been wrapped around your dick and your dick doesn't even bother to wake up for you anymore? What happens when you just move into that next phase of life that all of us naturally move into if we are blessed to live long enough to see those days? What happens when you get there? Who's going to be there for you? Men who play the victim card destroy everything that's in their paths. I hope that this is a wake-up call for you. And for women, don't waste your time with these types. I, I also want to point out that there is not a single victim or a single perpetrator in these types of relationships. What happens is uh, usually the men just act in such a horrible fashion that they look like the sole perpetrator and the women can oftentimes come across as the poor victim. But this is usually multi-layered um, and women are women can be active in the um, abuse process in the abusive activities as well and women can also be perpetrators so this is not about labeling men as um, bad or evil and women as good and weak and you know they need to be saved that's not what this is about. It's not about labels. This is about addressing a situation that exists overwhelmingly as it's been presented here. Overwhelmingly, men are the ones who are manipulating. Men are the ones overwhelmingly, especially in my line of work, men are the ones who are doing things to take control of the woman and to put her under his thumb and keep her there. And women find ways to be okay with that. Overwhelmingly, the woman will lose her sense of identity um, and a quest to please this man. It may sound a bit weird to have this message coming from me as a dom, but the, the truth is that many of my clients are not submissive men. They find themselves in the lifestyle because they, they're just here to get off. So they're not truly submissive. Many men who are in the lifestyle are just lost. And this is one of the topics that I find needs to be addressed. And so I'm doing my job and I'm addressing it. All right, guys, I know that this has been a really heavy issue. And if you've made it to the end of this podcast, I do hope that I've been able to say at least one thing to help you to see with greater clarity, to help empower you to make better choices. I know that I give the truth hard and I give the truth as I see it, and you will not always agree with me. But one thing that I can tell you that is the absolute truth, and that is that I'm here to help. So you may not like my delivery, and I may not always say things in the most eloquent of fashions, but 
that if you listen to the message, if you listen to my intention, a lot of times there will be something there that you can use. This has been another episode of Heart and Soul. To learn more about this topics and others like it, visit me online at www.alisacoaches.com. That's www.alisacoaches.com. A-L-I-S-A-C-O-A-C-H-E-S.com. I'll see you next time.